Hello and welcome to Our Lost Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 25-year-old actor and drama instructor. I like brooding anti-heroes, feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. Her name is Brittany Ray. She's a 30-year-old journalist from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. She likes badass moms and long naps. She's on Twitter at at Britannia, where she can be found attempting to be interesting and talking about her cat. Welcome to the third installment of our Season 2 spoiler sections. This is a series in five parts. If you've listened to all of our podcasts in their entirety, you are not missing anything by skipping this series. These are all things that you have heard before. You can re-listen for the fun of it, though. I, I, listen, I'm not the boss of you. The purpose of this series is for those people who may not be caught up, who've been skipping the spoiler sections. We've compiled them here for your convenience so you don't have to go searching for them. You are welcome. Please be warned that from here on out, the whole series is fair game. Let's get started. This is the spoiler section for episode 212, Fire and Water, featuring Scott. Spoilers, spoilers, gonna talk spoilers. Spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, gonna talk spoilers. Welcome to spoilers. Wow. Okay, so starting with Hurley and Libby storyline here. Hurley saying, do I know you? How does that end? Does it end well? I can't remember. Does what end? Well, Hurley and Libby. Oh, yikes. Hurley Hurley and Libby. Does it end well? Oh, awkward. Oh, wait. No, it doesn't. But him saying, like, oh, do I know you from somewhere? Yeah, you sure do, bud. Dave. Oh yes. boy. She was in the same mental institution as he was. Oh man. Yikes. And he was best friends with her ex-husband, his imaginary friend. Or that was never really proven, Yeah, if but... you if you subscribe to that theory, which you can, I don't, but you can. I I like that theory. Yeah. It just adds more fun to the whole damn sure. thing. I have no knowledge of that theory, but uh it sounds intriguing. You've heard it. Yeah, but the theory keep in where mind Dave that is Lily's husband. Were... Yeah, but the like the stuff that I've heard I forget. Oh, the yeah. theory where Dave is Libby's husband. Yeah, but I don't know who Dave is. Yeah, see? I forget things. Oh, is that Hurley's garbage friend? His imaginary friend. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I told you I forget things. The sandal guy. Also, yeah, the relationship between Hurley and Libby, like, they get together a little bit. But when they were like, oh, it's their, like, their, it leads to their first date. I'm like, is she, did she forget the blankets that time too? Oh, yes, Hurley forgot the blankets. Oh. Ouch. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Hurtful. Anna Lucia asks Jack if he's hitting Kate, and he's not yet because they're totally gonna, like, kind of almost get married. Like, oh yeah, he, like, proposes to her and she says yes, but then they don't actually get married, I don't think. Why don't they actually get married? Something garbagey happens. Um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, it's that Kate realized that she was gonna marry Jack and she was like, oh no. <laughs> she was like, oh crap, I've made a terrible mistake. Yeah. Um, I can't actually remember exactly what happens to make them not... But I mean, they end up Oh, I remember. Anyway. I remember why they don't get married. It's because she's like, um, going to talk to Cassidy and giving Clementine money for for Sawyer and Jack freaks out about it. Oh, okay. I think that, I'm pretty sure that's why. Classic Jack. Yeah. Going into the other one. Actually, let's do flashbacks first because Charlie and everything is too long. Flashback spoilers, flashback spoilers. Just kidding. It doesn't look like I have any flashback spoilers. Oh my God. Liam sucks. So, is there anything that like ever like justifies or like brings Liam any sort of like. Yeah. In the moth. Uh, in 107, um, we see Liam, like, kind of putting Charlie towards the heroine, being not a great brother, and then Charlie goes right before, like, he's leaving Liam's house when he comes, when he's yeah. going to LA. And Liam has, you know, like, Megan is, like, now he's wearing sweater vests and he has glasses, so, you know, time has passed. But, <laughs> <laughs> 
But, like, no one ever- He's in, like, full dad mode. Yeah. He, like, never is, like, punished for the crappy things he did. Mm, no, actually, I think that he's, like, rewarded, if anything, is that, you know, he, he, now he has a good life. Neat. And Charlie comes back and he's like, hey, we should start off the band again. And Liam's like, no. But then- like, But the band disbanded because of your crappy behavior, so- But then, when Naomi shows up, she, like, says to Charlie, oh my god, they did, like, a- reunion tour like a greatest hits album or whatever i guess they did it without him i guess well i mean if i'm thinking from liam's perspective he's thinking like oh my brother wanted me to come back into the band and if my brother is dead then i'll do it and there's less money to be spread around at this point then too oh true and hurtful wow yeah all right going into the main storyline here uh, the same location uh, in his dream back is the psychic's house in 110. And I believe they go back to the psychic's house uh, later this season in question mark. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Ooh, this one hurts when his mom says, someday you'll all get us out of here. And then the like season three finale, he does. Oh, why would you? I don't want to talk He's like, to I'm going to get them all out of here. And he does. also he keeps talking about like saving people saving people right and his favorite song to sing is what is maybe oh gonna be the one that saves me okay that's enough out of you also hurts my feelings his dad talks about how he doesn't believe in his music but we know that he does care about him because in greatest hits he's the one to teach him how to swim oh okay so we know he does love his son. Claire's relationship with Locke. I was thinking about Claire's relationship to quotation marks Locke in <sighs> season six. How they have like another, like, But that's Claire, not Locke. That's a man in black, And right? Claire knows that it's not Locke. Yeah. Because Jin, I can't, was it Jin? Might have been like Sawyer or something. Was just like, Claire, like, that's not Locke. And she's like, I know, it's my friend. I know that is so creepy. It's so creepy. It's like, that's an imaginary friend. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Anyway, Claire goes nuts. So. Oh, boy. Yeah, uh, they do Claire so dirty in this show. They do a lot of people dirty, actually, really. Yeah. Rousseau took Aaron. Charlie took Aaron. And guess who else will take Aaron? Who? Kate. Oh, oh. I thought I thought it was like something. I was like, it's Kate. Kate. No, it's <laughs> like, yeah. Kate. Yeah. So that's another thing for Claire to be pissed about. Poor Claire. Uh, Echo is marking trees to make his church. Yes. That is what he's going Whatever to Whatever happens to that church. Whatever happens to it, I believe it just stays standing. But like, no one ever goes to it ever again? Uh, not after Echo dies, I don't think. Oh, I, wait. I don't remember that church. Does Locke use it? No, Locke makes his own sweat lodge, right? At the beginning of season three. And it doesn't really okay. ever really become a lot of stuff. It's mostly just like twigs and stuff. It's never... Yeah. Oh, okay. But Echo made it because he like had like Echo's, Echo's, sorry, Yemi's church was burned down because Echo killed people in it. Mm -hmm. And so he owes Yemi a church. Okay. And so that's why he's making it. Okay. Oh, this isn't even like the worst thing that Charlie does because What is the worst thing that he does? uh, Sawyer and he conspire to attack Sun so that he can get the guns. Yeah. Why would Sawyer go along with that? Because Sawyer wants the guns. And then Charlie, and then he's like, I'm going to get Charlie to help me because Charlie sucks right now. Charlie like puts a bag over Sun's head and like tries to take her away. Wow. What the hell happened to Charlie in season two? Yeah. And then in season three, he does a complete turnaround and he's like, hi, I'm great again. What the hell? Yeah. So that's fun. The last one that I had here was that Locke doesn't destroy the heroin and they use it um, to make Libby's death easier for her. That's what it was. I was trying to remember. I completely blanked when you guys were talking about that. Yeah. So how does Libby die? I can't remember. Uh, Michael shoots her. Why does Michael shoot her? Because, okay, so Michael has been given instructions to uh, 
free Ben and bring back a couple people. And the okay. only people in his way, uh, only person in his way is Anna Lucia. So he's like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to shoot Anna Lucia. So he shoots Anna Lucia and then Libby is just like, um, what the heck? So he shoots Libby also. Oh, And then he boy. shoots himself in the arm to make it seem like Ben shot him and all of them and ran away. That was one of my more shocking oh, moments boy. watching the whole show. Totally. Not when he shot Anna Lucia, but when he shot Libby, I was kind of like, oh, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then Libby lives and her like she just keeps being like, Michael, 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 because it was Michael, and they're like, We know, like it's okay, Michael's okay. And you're like, ah be like, I I am the opposite of concerned about that man. Yeah. <laughs> Those are all my spoiler thoughts. Do you guys have any more? No, I only ever ask questions Ooh. in spoilers things because yeah. I forget them all. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Okay, perfect. Scott, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Yay, we'll see you again soon-ish. I don't know, we're gonna take a break. <laughs> Just let me know. <laughs> the professionalism yeah. jumped out. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, whatever. Do you want to remind us where we can find you on the internet? I forgot to ask you that earlier. You can yeah. find me on Twitter at HeyZambodiGuy, and that's about it. I'll tweet random stuff about Lost, The 100, and Disneyland. And wrestling. Yay. Watch your wrestling, kids. Don't forget about that. Gotcha. Yay. Just good life advice. Yeah. Yeah. The good life advice. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. You can follow both of us at at the aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, blah, 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 mostly Twitter. <laughs> nice. And um, our Patreon is patreon.com slash theafficionados if you have a spare dollar, we'd really appreciate it. Yeah, and it's always in the description, too. So if your excuse is, I don't know how to write patreon.com slash theafficionados, you can just click the link in the description. Yeah. So many. And they'll even send you a pretty postcard. We exactly. Are. Every, like, November, december Bro, that's coming up soon-ish. It sure is. Like three days, actually. Three days. Yeah. Become a patron within three days. They're like, hey, this is it's a it's, month later. It's too late. <laughs> yeah. It's too late. Come, become a patron before November 16th next year, and you'll get a th- year three postcard. All right. Yay. Okay, love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. I'm not hitting that. This is the spoiler section for our mid-season roundtable featuring Kim and Casey, which begins with spoilers only to the end of season three and then continues on to full series spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, gonna talk spoilers. Yay! (laughs) Spoilers, spoilers, gonna talk spoilers. Welcome to spoilers section. Oh my god, finally! Not Um, super spoily. Mild spoilers and then once... Right, not super spoilers. To be clear, this is until the end of season three. We're half so spoiling. that means we have uh, seen, unfortunately, the death of Charlie, and we you have um, not met our friends on the freighter uh, at all yet. The freighter, so yeah, yeah. the oh, 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 oh. not yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the, bo- it's the a boat is not boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, go ahead, Casey, and tell us about your big flub that you did a few days ago. <laughs> oh <my> God, okay, <laughs> so, ooh, uh, God, I think I'm so funny. Okay, so I was I was at my internship actually, and uh, the woman in the cubicle next to me was on the phone with someone named Gail, and so I got started. I got started thinking, and I was like, oh, Henry Gail, what is his story? And then I was like, I immediately texted Robin, and I was like, Oh my God, Robin, what if? Henry Gale was the body of one of the guys that they found in the caves in season one. And before Robin could even respond, I saw the flaw in my reasoning. And I was like, 
What was your initial reasoning? <laughs> I wanted to know, like, where Henry Gale came from. I'm so stupid and literally forgot they, they found his wallet on his body, which, um... <laughs> It was nowhere near the caves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, then I was like, please re- disregard all these messages. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you were onto something like, there. You just didn't know you were onto something. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I love, that you're, right now. I love that you're thinking about this sort of yeah. thing. Like, it's a good theory if um, we hadn't already seen like, the body how, somewhere like, else. Did you, Casey, were you... Um, did you suspect that Benry wasn't being totally honest oh right away? Or yes. Yeah. Uh, Robin would text okay. me after every episode and be like, how do you feel about Henry? How do you feel about Henry? And I was like, I don't know. He's got shifty what? eyes. That's not it. What? Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> I was like, did you give the game away too much? No, of course not. I no, said no. after every episode, you got to tell me how you feel because one of the best things about him is that is that it flip-flops every episode. True. You're like, like especially, you know, you think he's sinister for a very long time, and then and then an episode like Lockdown happens in which he helps Lock. But he could have run thing. away, but he doesn't, you know? And it's like, so how do you feel about that's him? That's what makes you, that's how you know that he's like a con artist, because he's too good. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? He's too good at playing people. I always had, like, like right, he, so the this- way he approaches conversations with Jack versus Saeed versus, like, he is playing right. people. Mm-hmm. I always had, like, yeah uneasy vibes about him but i always wanted them mm-hmm. to be wrong and i always thought they were going to be wrong like oh no, no 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 he's fine it's totally chill no yeah See, i'm just gonna say it like that's a hufflepuff thing uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like i just want the best in people to be true i hate seeing the worst and pe- the best in people oh my god because it's like you look at michael emerson and you're like you have a face that i want to trust but you also have a face that i think would like con me out of all my money mm. that you is know? so mm-hmm. accurate so this actually segues perfectly into the first question I had, which was just like, what do you guys think really changes when Ben comes in? Like, obviously, Everything. he's like, the, the, yeah, he's the the second real other, well, technically he's the first real other that we get to actually talk to. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. because Ethan, whenever we talked to him, he wasn't really an other. He was just being like, hello, I'm just one of the crew, you know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I feel like the whole, like, he disrupts all the power dynamics of the group. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know what I mean? And, like, he plays them against each other. Like, he knows, like, not only does, like, he, 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 that's the thing, is, like, he throws a wrench in plans, but, like, he's, like, the kind of person, like, who will drop something and then run away and then let that shit up so, like, he's out of the blast zone. You know what I mean? Right. Like, for, yeah, for totally. <laughs> yeah, that's so That's true. how my mom described me as a child, so you just said that, and I was like, wow, no wonder I love Ben. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, like, that's how he'll have a conversation with Saeed, or, like, he puts a thought into someone's head so that he knows Saeed will now go have a conversation with Jack. And it's just, like, he does it in a way where, like, he makes people think things without even them realizing that, like, he's playing with their minds and their emotions. Exactly. Yep. And one of the best examples of that is when um, he has, like, a chat with Locke being like, wow, it seems like Jack is, like, way more of a leader than you, or whatever. And yeah. then yeah. Locke locks him back into the thing and starts throwing things around the kitchen, and you just get that shot of Henry being like, nice. I did what yes. I wanted to do. That you was know? what I was gonna bring up, yeah. which is, I think Henry slash Ben slash Benry, as we called him. Benry. <laughs> he irreparably, I said that word wrong, but you know what I'm trying to say. No, which one are you trying to say? There's a lot of... Irrevocably? Irre- Thank you. Okay. Yes. You know how, like, you can see the word being written mm-hmm. in your brain? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he he changes everything about Locke. Yeah. Like, he damages Locke. He does so much damage to Locke that I don't think Locke is ever the same again. Mm. Because he, where Locke was so self-assured before... 
Henry slash Benry puts a seed of doubt in Locke's brain that I think he never had before that. Locke and Ben are so interesting. Because even, I mean, since we're allowed to talk about season three, there's that one point in which um, uh, Ben ends up in the wheelchair and Locke is ends up Ooh. looking at Ben in the wheelchair yeah. and then it's Ooh. like, wow, look at how much we've switched. Yeah. You know? yeah. Oh, how the tables. Oh, how the tables have turned. Oh, how the turntables. Well, the thing too that's like, yes. that like really tells you that Ben is like a force to be reckoned with too. It's like, he's a prisoner and he knows that like, I'm not going to get out of this with brute force and strength. Like, you know what I mean? He knows how to play yeah. up to his strengths, which is like, I can play with people's minds. Like, my yeah. way out of here is getting them to let me out of their own free will. Ooh. Which is genius because it's exactly like he talks his way out of situations and then of course Mm -hmm. we learn later that that power does not extend to every person yeah because there's some people that that doesn't work on no like yeah he he knows you got to divide the group and that's how he comes to be in the place of power which is what he wants because then he's in control and there's there's somebody later in the series who is finally able to manipulate the manipulator Mm -hmm. and i love that he's Oh yeah, yeah, and he um, and he says things like, "Wow, so cool on this island where everybody is healed, including Rose, including Locke. Like everybody is healed on this island. This island is a special place. You got cancer. Yep. What's mm-hmm. wrong with you? Why is like what happened to you? What did you do to make this happen to you? You know, exactly. right. and that, and then, and then that." And then Ben finally knows what it's like to be manipulated. Yeah, that messes Ben up in huge ways. And even after everyone starts seeing through his plot, like um, me and Casey were just recently watching the season three finale together. Even after everybody starts seeing through his plot, for example, when Mikhail is like, hi, you said that Greta and Bonnie were dead. No, they weren't dead. They were um, in Canada (laughs) because because whenever they mention Canada, it's always a lie. Um... (laughs) Or something shady, of course. But, um, you know, even after that, even after everyone says, hey, you told us Jacob said this, Ben is still able to be like, you're right. I'm sorry. Even when he gets caught in lies, he somehow still weasels out of it. Exactly. So, like, even when Mikhail is like, "Um, you told us that Greta and Bonnie were gone. Why would you lie to us? And he's like, Jacob told me to. And so now he's using the word of Jacob when when we know that Ben's never even freaking talked to Jacob. Yep. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the mark of, like, a master liar and, like, a master manipulator. Like, he did not become in a position of power by mistake. Like, it's you see exactly. how it happened. But then mm-hmm. it's really funny when Ben is forced to lie uh, to that degree because it kind of busts him down from, like, his sort of all-seeing master manipulator to slimy man who just wants to avoid responsibility mm-hmm. and uh-huh. consequences. Yeah. And how, I think that's crazy. How can we connect Ben using the word of Jacob when he doesn't even know Jacob, hasn't even met Jacob, hasn't even talked to Jacob, um, and, and using the word of Jacob to manipulate people to, like, real-life religion? Oh, boy. <laughs> well, I was going to say, within the context of the show, I think it's much about, it's like the same connection that Locke thinks he has with the island. Mm. The people who are like, this is not how religion's supposed to be. Like, you're not supposed to use that as, like, a scapegoat and like as a tool of fear and intimidation right like, jacob in like real life god like they wouldn't want you to be doing that no like the the human rights violations that the the church commits in the name of oppression and then they hide behind the bible is it, it's a perfect example of that like as uh the persecution of the gay community for example mm-hmm. right. um if if you're going to strictly follow the bible 
and say, I like this is illegal, then you have to follow the whole last Bible, mm-hmm. which yeah. is like you have to not do everything in there. And so when people pick and choose their religions, it's very like parts of the religion that serve them best. That's very much Ben picking and choosing which parts of like Jacob's word he wants to use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and he's like the king of like. He makes these decisions, and he's just like, yeah, the ends justify the means, but, like, he's not consulting the group to see if the ends justify the means. He's like, the ends justify the means for me, and that's all I care about. Exactly. Like, he's not altruistic at all. Casey, you don't yet know the whole story about Jacob. How do you feel about Jacob? Who do you think he is right now? I'm so heckin' confused. (laughs) (laughs) You have any theories at all? I I think that's, like, why I've been trying to take like such a long break between the season three finale and starting season four because mm-hmm. season three ended on a bajillion crazy cliffhangers and mm-hmm. i'm just trying to like find theories to like make sense of them before like just diving in full force i have absolutely no idea i don't think it's a person okay i think it's like a force kind of i don't okay. e- i don't even know That's i don't fair. think I don't think it's a person, though. Okay. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely evidence. Yeah. 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 Like, there, I was, could... there wasn't a person in the chair. Exactly. Right. Oh, you've so. seen that. I'm trying to remember what all season three goes, because I know, like... That's, like, all I've seen, though. Great. Like, is the last episode... Because there's greatest hits, and then... Like, yeah. what happens after Charlie dies? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> oh, um, man. I don't remember, because I was crying. Yeah, right? Because I, I watched everything and such, like, I watched season four right after I watched season three, so. They they call the freighter, um, mm-hmm. and Locke has been shot by Ben after seeing the cabin, because Locke hears Jacob say some words, and then Ben gets upset because he's never heard the word of Jacob. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Ben shoots Locke, and then Locke is able to get up because of like a really dope line that he says at the beginning of season four that I don't want to say right. because I really want Casey to have to just like hear it in the moment because it's it's so badass. Right. Um, but basically they call the freighter and Locke throws a freaking knife into Naomi's back so that she can't call them anymore. Um, and Jack calls them anyway uh, because Locke isn't able to shoot Jack to stop right, him. Right. Yeah. So here's a question I have for you guys. Do you think that, because, like, Jacob spoke to Locke and Ben has never heard him, do you think that uh, Ben ever really believed that Jacob was real? Or do you think that, like, he was just like, I can Mm. use this as a tool, it doesn't really matter if it's real or not? I wonder where he first heard about Jake. Actually, I do. Because, because, hang on, you heard about it from from Richard. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder... It, it seems like Ben was actually kind of a really impressionable kid from when we saw him yeah. in, in The Man yeah. Behind the Curtain. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if... Because here's the thing is that he's willing to kill everyone he's basically ever known for the, the hostage... Or not the hostages, sorry, the hostiles. Um, it's like hard for me to believe that that was like only just because Richard was like we can't be friends until you kill everybody you know like yeah. that he has to have been like yes there's a there's another force on this island his name is Jacob um and Jacob requires you or like whatever to to do this you know even if he doesn't believe in Jacob like he believes in the island yeah exactly. yeah. Yeah, yeah true 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 yeah and like I think that that is part of like his fanatical actions shall we say is like, and that's why he's so heartbroken with the whole Locke thing, is that he believed and he was not rewarded for believing. 
Yeah, right. but that happens and in like the Bible all the time. It's just like exactly you don't, you don't get like I can't think of like you don't get rewards just for like doing good deeds or like whatever. And like that's not why you're supposed to do those things. Exactly. You know what I mean, he's just like I've done everything right and I've been like the good like he does things and then says like I deserve this. And then mm-hmm. he gets mad when he doesn't get it. Which like, makes perfect sense for him. Oh, yeah, because, 100%. Like, he's he's so selfish. Like, that's why, like, it, like, kills him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why his arc, like, you know, far beyond what Casey has seen, is so brilliant. Yeah. Is, like, mm-hmm. him actually growing as a person. Mm-hmm. He grows? <laughs> Believe it or not. Oh, you will. I promise you, you will love him by the end. <laughs> Even if you don't, like, love him the way you love some other people, like, you'll be like, I love this character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Ben Linus is, like... Literally, when people are like, who's your favorite character on Lost? I'm like, Ben. Yeah. yeah. He's, well, win, he's the one yeah. who wins all of the, like, Rolling Stones best TV villains of all time. He got number one. Yeah. Like, he's he a big deal. Because he is because he is the most complex villain. Like, Loki who? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it's <laughs> it's Ben. Um, Casey, I have a question for you. Um, Bob, I have an answer for you, maybe. What is the deal with Richard not Ooh. aging? I... Don't know. I'd <laughs> like to know, please. Oh my god. I I don't think anything has perplexed me as much as the fact that like Richard doesn't age. And apparently he's the only one who doesn't age, question mark. Right. Like, I thought yeah. it was maybe like a thing with the island at first, like no one on the island ages, but then Robin was like, No, it's just him and I was like, What <laughs> do you mean? It's just him. Yeah. I'm so confused. I Literally have no explanation, so I'm excited to see if there is one. Richard Backstory is one of my favorite episodes of the whole series as well. Fully. Fully. And it's one of the best, in my opinion. Fully. Yeah, 100%. He's so interesting. He's also just so beautiful. No man should have that many eyelashes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would now like to transition into Kim's Michael thoughts. Obviously... The deaths of Anna Lucia and Libby are the main strikes against Michael. Yeah. Um, so, yes, go ahead, Kim. Look, I'm not, I love that you liked Michael from the very beginning. Uh, I'm, like, not to absolve him of what he did. What he did was horrible. And, like, hey, man, they gave you a mission. They did not, like, he did not have to kill them. I think it was an accident. I think he feels tremendously guilty for what he did. And, like, not that that makes it okay You're either. Fully, totally. But, like, it was his kid. You know what I mean? Like he, yep. he wanted that. He wanted to be a dad so bad. He was one of the only good dads in this whole show of horrible parents, and like his stupid like mom, baby mama's daddy. Baby, what's baby mama? Baby mama. You know, like she wouldn't let him be a dad. Her name is uh, Susan. Yeah, it's just like oh, she he finally gets the opportunity to be a good dad, and he is being a good dad. And he's connected with Walt, and he's lost that. Like he's lost the one thing he's wanted for so 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 long, and like. He would do anything to take care of Walt too. Like, of, like I, I get how he gets to this point. You know what I mean? I understand yeah. it. It makes me really sad. I wish that he hadn't killed them, but I don't know. I feel like people don't forgive it. Like they just hold that grudge forever and ever. And it's just like, well, people have done equally shitty things that we've forgiven. You know what I mean? For like less, totally less good reasons. Yeah, like y'all get let Sawyer get away with that shit, and it's like just say you're it's, racist and move on. Yes, hundred percent. Yes, honestly, like. I have a big beef with the series finale because, like, I, yeah, because I love Michael and I feel like he deserved, like, he was a good person. Like, one horrible thing that he did, not to minimize what happened, but, like, should not determine his worth as a person. I feel like outside of this, like, in a vacuum, what he did was horrible, but outside of that, 
he was a good person. He did so many good things for other people. And he always had good intentions. I don't think that killing and I think that was a nail in the coffin, but I don't think that killing Anna Lucia and Libby was the reason why he was condemned the way he was. What do you but think, I think it was? A conversation for later. Well, I cannot say. Okay. But I would love to talk about it very soon. Because I would love to know. Because I probably have. I will. I will defend him further. <laughs> I want. I want to hear. I want to hear about that. I mean, so I'm going to write that down so we don't forget about it. He's a human. Like people are complicated. Like. People do things that you, that you don't like, like, but so does everyone else. Like, I just wonder why people Welcome get- to life. Like, why do people get- why Some people get passes and he doesn't and it makes me mad. He's the only I, good dad on this show. And it's like, it's like, we know why. Yeah, yeah. and I like, I didn't like hate Michael after that. I mean, like, and Ana Lucia was my bae, like, yeah. freaking in love with her, bawled my eyes out afterward. <laughs> and also Robin has my reaction on video. Um, yeah, yes, yeah, she does. I felt so sad for Hurley. But even like after all of that, like I still didn't hate Michael. I was like, this is literally just a desperate man trying to get his son back at any yeah. cost. Yeah. And there's no logic to a parent's distress. Like, oh yeah, no. that's the whole point. Yeah. Is like it's it's innately human. Well, like if you want something so badly, like he fault like when they get him with the computer, the entire time I'm like, oh no, baby, this is a trap. Like it's so obviously yep. a trap. Mm -hmm. But like, mm -hmm. if your kid was missing, you would want so badly to believe it was true. You know what I mean? And like, you yeah. couldn't take the risk that maybe maybe it's not a trap, and then you didn't do everything you could have done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also just, like, all of that falls in line with, like, his earlier arc, too. Like, the stuff in the beginning of season two where it's just, like, they are throwing everything against him, like, as evidence of him, like, not being a good dad and against his character. But, like, that's all out of context. It's like, yeah, I don't know, know his favorite food. I don't know his first words. But, like, because you didn't let me. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah, that was not his choice. Yeah, that, that episode is heartbreaking. Yeah. 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 So I want definitely want to talk about Michael in a little bit, but uh, before then, how do you guys feel about um, the way the hatch goes slash Locke's transformation throughout the season? He really he really makes a flip at the end of season two. Yeah. Um, question mark episode is one of my favorite Locke episodes of all time. Oh yeah. If not one of my favorite of the series, like him and Mr. Echo, like that was one of the like oh one of the best scenes. I think some of his best work. Yeah. yeah, the moment where he switches from being like, we have to press the button, we have to press the button. Jack, I want you to be the one to press the button. Like, especially, like, that moment where Jack says, or Locke says, why do you find it so hard to believe? Why do you, why find, do you find it so, it so easy? easy? Yes. Oh, iconic. It's never been easy. You know, it's, it's, and he's been like, you have to be the one to press the button, Jack, at the beginning of the season. And at the end, he's just like, we're literally locking people out because Echo we're not pressing the button anymore. And it goes to crap. It's like, and it's like, I'm, I'm really excited to discuss that flip. It's a whole thing with like, it's like a crisis of like, this is what faith is. Yep. And like him realizing that it's like, you believing is not because you have the evidence. Like you believe it because you believe it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? That's what faith is. And like, he has this, he's believed his whole life and then has this crisis of faith. And now he's like, well, now I need to test it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why I think Ben plays such a huge role in Locke's psyche is like that kernel of doubt I think gets planted by Ben and then just grows. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And so like mm -hmm. that drives Locke to like where he ends up, which is I have to have hard proof of something because otherwise mm -hmm. what value do I have? Right. Well, whereas he didn't have that before. Like you're just like, oh I just believe because that's what I do. Yeah. And then someone's like, well why? And I question him and then he's like, oh, 
I don't really have a reason, do I? Huh. Yeah, well, exactly. Excuse me while I have a mental breakdown. You're yeah. like, well, I've never questioned that before. My problem with Locke is, like, not that, like, you can be a man of faith or you do not be a man of faith. That's great. But, like, it. my issue is when you start imposing that and forcing that on the characters around you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're locking people out and putting other people in danger, that's a problem, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jack does the same thing, though. I, to be fair, I don't let Jack get away with that shit either, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Like, you can believe what you want to believe, but, like, don't don't bring me into it. Exactly. Like, don't force it on other people, especially, like, when it's literally life and death. Mm-hmm. Li- yeah, literally life and death. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you guys wanted to discuss before we got into the anything past season three? Like, Casey, is there any notes that you had that you didn't get to? Um, let me look <laughs> I can hear the here. I really love by icon on Lucia, Charlie, question mark, question mark, question mark. Oh, I have skate with a bunch of hearts. Oh my God. <laughs> Season three skate makes me feel all oh my God. sorts of things. It's the best. It's the it's best. Things. It's the getting best. Oh, oof. Oh God. If anyone wants to talk about season three skate with me for like five hours, I'd be more than happy to. <laughs> What's your favorite skate moment so far? Ooh, Ooh yeah. Good, good question. question. Oh, I'm crying. Great question. Oh my God. Oh, I was not prepared for My that. biggest ship has not happened yet, so. Yeah, same. Oh, my God. 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 If I have to choose out of the Jack Kate's um, tri- Sawyer Triangle, I would go skate, but they're still not my biggest ship. Agreed. That's fair. Still, like, what's Agreed. your favorite yeah. skate oh, moment? My favorite skate moment. Oh, it's such a toss-up between um, all of them. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> immediately. Okay, really love uh, when skate uh, when skate when kate plays um like his uh physical therapist that's a that's <gasps> yes. a good that's time cute. for me um also oh god just them in the cages oh god the tension um yeah. kate uh crying i'll do anything please don't hurt him oh god and then like stroking his forehead oh yeah oh god i feel all the feels and then um obviously their passionate moments uh in sawyer's cage um (laughs) and also their reunion when when is their reunion their season three reunion where Uh, it's at yeah it's after um they come back with jack i think yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, where I texted Robin and I was like, "Where's me skate reunion?" Yeah. Anytime Sawyer's oh, like doing that thing where he's like, "I'm gonna be a dick on purpose so I can make you not like me because then you won't be hurt if something happens to me." I'm just like, "Be less obvious." Also, you love her yeah. so much, and like she's a big yeah. girl. You don't need to protect her. <laughs> he is so in love with her. Ugh. He's um, so in love with her. I know that this question wasn't for me, but I would like to tell you what my favorite skate moment is, please. Of course. <laughs> oh, um, wait, wait, wait. Hey. Oh, yeah. Robin? Yes? What's your favorite skate moment? <laughs> oh, thanks for asking. Um, my favorite skate moment of all time is in the Glass Ballerina. It's 302. It's, like, my favorite, uh, one of my favorite episodes of all time. I think it was, like, number two or three on my list mm-hmm. now. Actually, maybe number one. I don't know. Just because of all you the know, good skate. You made moments. it number one the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was. It's at number one because I redid my top ten. Mm-hmm. I don't know what my thoughts And it's is. so good. First of all, the flashbacks are Sun and Jin flashbacks, and they are so good uh, and dramatic and suspenseful. Thank you. Is that the one where he's, like, a doorman? No, it's the one where um where they're already married, and she's getting she's having an affair with Jai Lee. Oh, yeah. And then 
And then her dad finds out, and then he tells Jin to go beat up Jai Lee. And so Jin thinks he's just beating up Jai Lee because her dad asked. And Jai Lee thinks he's being beat up because oh, he's sleeping with his wife. And then he, like, chooses not to kill Jai Lee because yeah. he's like, I'm just here doing a job and I don't actually want to kill anybody, even though he was told to. And then Jai Lee jumps out of the building oh. and lands on his actual car, oh. thinking that, that Jin found out about his affair when he super didn't. It's so crazy all the Jin and sun flashbacks are like gold so true um but the skate moments in that episode also make it really incredible it's when um they are working on the uh runway and um there's the moment where they're trying to get them to work and kate says what you want me to work in this dress and danny pickett says you can take it off if you want <sighs> and sawyer's like haha yeah and then kate's like what and she's he's like I mean, actually, how dare you? What's Literally. wrong with you, actually? Um, and then later when they're working, he goes over and, like, kisses her for no reason. And then he, like, gets in trouble for it. Oh, but then yeah. in the, and then in the cages, he says, you taste like strawberries. She says, you taste like fish, fish biscuits. That's a good um, one. Yeah, thanks. That's my that's favorite. Uh, I love love. So that's my favorite uh, skate moment slash episode slash episode of all time. Thanks. That was wholesome. Mm-hmm. Such you taste like strawberries. That is. That's very wholesome of you. That's like a, like, in a vacuum, that's a romantic comedy, like... Netflix special yeah. moment. Um, That's cute. Great. That's cute. Okay. Well, Casey, would you take off your headphones and walk away for five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, love you. Bye. 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 Oh, man. Um, okay, so... So, Suliette. So, Suliette. Oh, my God. My heart. What are your guys' favorite Suliette moments? We could go Dutch. Um, my favorite moment is literally when he comes um, swimming out of the water, and then the, she's drinking the, the bottle of yeah, alcohol, yeah. and he's like, is that our boat? And she's like, it was. And, like, it's not a romantic moment, but I'm just, like, immediately, like, the chemistry. Exactly. <laughs> so good. See, my my favorite skate moment is actually, because I was such a big... Or, sorry, Suliette moment, sorry. I have... Suliette. Um, because I was such a big shipper of skate, <laughs> it's actually not even, like... Also, like you, Kim, it's not even when they're, like, actually together back in, like, in season five in 1977. It's actually um, before they even get together at all. It's in the season three finale when they're walking towards the beach. And Sawyer says, are you screwing Jack yet? And she says, no, are you? Yes! Are you? Oh, I love her! She's such an icon! Yes. It's good. Her, like, ugh. She, like, throws lines all, like, through that whole arc. I'm just like, this girl is just here with all the drama. Yeah, and he's like, what are you even building? And she's like, a runway. And he's like, a runway for what? She's like, for the aliens. And then she just, like, fully just, like, stone face. She's Sorry, so funny. I love her. Like, he met his match, and he didn't even know it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, like, oh, my God. The, when, when in the beginning of the episode, when, like, they're all spooned up and she's the big spoon. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you knew that was Sawyer's life. Oh, I love it. Sawyer would be a little spoon. He fully. Would be a little fully. Spoon. It's those details. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love it. I'm literally like, okay, so I know much. there's, like, spoilers to talk about, but, like, Suliet makes me so happy. I mean, it just goes to show you that, like, the thing is, before I shipped Juliet, like, I was down to, like, go for a Jack and Sue, like, a double J, I don't know what you call them, Juliet, Jack and Yeah, Juliet. yeah. Like, I was on board for that. I was a little surprised they didn't take it further. Like, it ended yeah. fairly quickly and nothing really ever came Yeah, it. they only, like, kissed twice. But, like, she made me, like, be vaguely interested in Jack for a minute. Mm. But, like, it's mostly because she's just so good. Like, yeah. she makes everyone around her better. And I think it says a lot for the show that, like, even though they knew that she was making him interesting, there were more interesting things for her to do than date Jack. 
Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So true. Okay, so I'm here to talk to you about why I think Michael was condemned. Do I believe... Yes. Do I think that he deserved to be condemned? Absolutely not. But I think that there are more reasons that he was, that he did become one of the Whispers um, and was not able to, therefore, move Move on on to the um, whatever, than just killing Anna Lucia and Libby. And I think that... The main reason is in season four, in Meet Kevin Johnson, Friendly comes to him and it's just like, the island isn't done with you. What you need to do is you need to fully detonate this bomb on the ship and kill everybody on board. Uh-huh. And although, you know, you know, he tries to do it uh, like immediately and then it says like not yet or whatever, but eventually that does happen. And that was his like original reason to stay on the, on to be on the boat is to literally kill everyone on board just for Ben. But like, I feel like, I feel like that decision was taken out of his hands, though. Like, did he really have a choice to go or not go? Like, I I agree. I think that he eventually, I think that he definitely did have a choice in this moment. I think that he definitely would have eventually had to go. Like, Ben would have found a way to get him to to do that. He tries to kill himself and he can't. Like, what life can he have anyway? Exactly. I mean, if I felt the same way I still wouldn't I mean that's just that's just the way that some people think is it's just like if I'm gonna kill myself I'm gonna take as many people down with me as I can and I just can't support that um mindset I don't think he did that either like I don't think that's what I don't think he was trying to take himself that like he probably was like that's the silver lining and this is I'll finally get to die too right I don't I don't think he did that because he was like happy about it or wanted to do it. I agree with that. You know what I mean? I think he mm-hmm. thought he had no choice. Right. I feel like he definitely, all of his, like throughout the whole arc, he acts like his hands are tied. Yeah, I So agree. much of his life was like that already. Like, and whether or not that's true is debatable, but like, I don't know. And it's also, that's, he's the one who pulls the trigger, but like that also wasn't his decision either. Like, it was someone else's plan. He just executed yep. it. You know what I mean? Like- Right. And not that it makes it any better, but like then as soon as no. as soon as he finds that his the people he actually knows, people he's friends with are here on the ship. For example, as soon as he sees Jin, he's like, "Oh crap. Uh-oh." Cuz he and Jin, Jin are yeah. like best friends, right? So not that it makes it any better, but he tries to stop it as soon as he sees his friends there. You know, it's like if it was people he didn't know, then it was like whatever, but um, yeah. you know. Yeah. I don't think he could like I don't think he could have stopped it. Like right. that's the thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't, and I still don't know if I think that, like, he deserves to be, like, condemned to a lifetime of being a ghost right. because of that. No. I don't, like. And, like, the tragedy of him. I don't know, like, Kimi doesn't deserve to, like, move to the afterlife with everyone else. I, I right. feel like, I don't know. I feel like Michael's a good You person. know what? And I agree. And I think. And I think if you kill someone but you feel bad about it, at least there's that. Like, yeah. there's something to be said for remorse. Like, in, in Catholicism and Christianity, I'm not one, but, like, I know enough about it. Like, repentance and like remorse and guilt are a big part of why you get to go to the afterlife right. you know what i mean I, so if he feels bad then like why is that not enough right and i i think from a story perspective too that it's like michael was one of the best choices that they had to explain who the whispers were like if they were sure, yeah. if they had been like yes it's nikki and paolo then i would have been like oh, what you know like like i'm glad that it was a yeah. main character you know it would have been like yeah because like it could have been libby but like we yeah. didn't know her enough before she died for it to be her either right like shannon could have been good maybe mm-hmm. it, but- yeah it would have been cheap if it had been um somebody who wasn't as big of a deal as michael deal. was like yeah. michael story-wise was the right choice i think but morality wise um i definitely agree with you that he deserved to be in that church with everybody else exactly 
Yeah. And, like, all of his friends would have never, like, I don't know that, like, even Sawyer ends up, like, coming to a place of forgiveness with him, you know what I mean? Right. Like, most people come to understand why he did all of the bad things that he did and, like, forgive him. And, like, if all of his friends can forgive him, then why can't whatever the almighty afterlife thing is? Right. And I, and I'm like, it also just, like, because now he won't even get to be in the afterlife of his son. Like, it also, that just breaks my heart. Like, which is what his whole arc was about. He didn't get to spend his life with him. Yes, like he didn't get to be a dad ever, like not in this life, a very short time on the island, and then not in the afterlife. You're also like, that's, you're not just punishing Michael. Like now Walt doesn't get a father then either, and Walt doesn't deserve that. And did he ever even learn what ended up happening to his dad, or did his dad just heckin' disappear one day? I mean, my headcanon for sure, like, it's definitely that... Walt it goes back to the island. Yes, yeah, and for sure. Hurley and Ben would have figured it out at some and, point. And if, if I think not that, Hurley, if Hurley didn't know, Ben knows yeah. what happened. Yeah, I think Hurley could definitely have been like an advocate for like your dad was a good person. Yeah, and like would have helped Walt come to a place of acceptance with it. And yeah, and and Hurley is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Hurley's the one who sees Michael as one of the whispers, right? So he could I even explain so. that. Yeah, but like for me, the tragedy of Michael is that. He obviously makes his own decisions, but like Boone, he was brought to the island to be a pawn. Yeah. And so, yeah. so much of the responsibility of what happens to Michael is on Jacob. Mm. But Jacob is yeah. like this, like, all seeing being that, like, can do no wrong, right? And so yeah. you have the show kind of being like, oh, well, this is how it was meant to be. And when in reality, so much of Michael's life was not in his control. And right, exactly. the only proactive thing that he could do in these situations where he had no agency was to try and find Walt, you mm-hmm. know, try and take right. as many deals that were presented to him as possible because he was searching for his kid because that's all he could do in that situation. Mm-hmm. And right. honestly, like, yeah. Jacob doesn't get enough of the blame for how he screwed over so many of the people on that island. It's true. A hundred people. Like, that's why there's the conversation that happens I think it's between him and the man in black later, but it might not be. But, like, where he basically says, like, Jacob's all like, well, people are who they are, and I, I can't intervene mm-hmm. because th- then I'm, like, you know, playing a pawn. But I was like, but you, by not intervening... You do intervene! You do intervene! Like, you're... He's doing the same thing. Like, you are absolving yourself of all responsibility. But it's like, you're creating this contrived situation. Yep. Like, you are a part of this, whether or not you think you're intervening. And he mm-hmm. picks favorites. Like... Totally. Jacob has favorites, yes, and yes. it's obvious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this kind of dovetails perfectly into the other question that I had for this sort of place, and we kind of already talked about it too. So um, just let me know if you if we have no thoughts, then that's fine. Um, <laughs> but one of my questions was, where do we see Jacob so far this season? I think the main one, and I love 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 talking about this in the spoiler section with um, Maria in two oh six. So, you, like, if you're listening to this and you're like, "Oh, I don't remember," go back and listen to that. It was like one of my favorite conversations well, we've had. For those of us who also can't remember, yeah, I was about to. Yeah, yes, please. So, <laughs> we had talked about that moment where Shannon is about to has seen Walt in the in the rain in the forest, and Said is with her. Walt says he he goes Shh, he he tells her to be quiet and then she runs after him and then gets shot by Anna Lucia and the only uh-huh. time that Saeed sees him is after he says that he believes Shannon and so it's like is Walt saying please be quiet if you be quiet then um then Anna Lucia will not shoot you yeah 
is oh. and then and then we ha- oh my god like you just blew my mind i forgot yeah. that like that's not Walt. like that's not Walt. it's not that's Walt. Jacob as well well that was another question we had oh my god because i literally just watched this episode like two days ago that was another Jacob's question we Walt had or the men in black is Walt. it's definitely not the man in black because the man in black can only do it if they're dead and Walt is not dead so we know it's either walt who's like that just makes me mad at jacob all over again a crazy special person who who can freaking subconsciously I think, move or ugh, it's Jacob. I'm dumb because I've watched the whole series and I know that Jacob is the is the ghost in the forest and I literally just watched this episode two days ago or something and was like, oh, Walt, I thought it was really him. No, it's Jacob. Yep. Ah. Yeah. And like, that's like, yeah. that's why it makes me so angry that like Jacob is like, oh, I can't interfere in things and I'm like, but you do. already do. literally a scientific <laughs> principle that whatever you study, you also change. Mm. And that's what Jacob's doing. And then he goes and tries to interfere and he makes things worse, but he still doesn't think that he has any responsibility for what happens on that island. Well, and I'm sorry, but like, I've come to like Shannon a lot more now in retrospect, Mm -hmm. but like, why does he think that she needs to be saved from Anna Lucia? Like, you know what I mean? What has she done that he thinks makes her worthy of sticking around? And if he hadn't done that- Like, does he think she's a candidate? Yeah, d- like, is she a candidate, or she was is. she, like, there, like, Boone, to just be a pawn, to I'm torture pretty sure the she is. Like, was she there to really? serve Saeed's purpose? I'm pretty sure she was on the list, yeah. But, um, also, I believe that a lot of the visions that Locke gets are also Jacob. For example, when J- uh, Locke has that dream, uh, Teresa falls up the stairs, Teresa falls down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. He gets given that by Jacob, in my opinion, so that Boone will work with him, because that's the only way that he can convince Boone because nobody knows about Teresa, right? Yep, yep. Um, and then, you know, seeing where the plane goes and everything. Like, Jacob leads Locke to the plane and makes Boone specifically help him so that Boone, because Boone is the sacrifice the island demanded. You yeah. Know? It has to be Boone. What, why, though? Why does Boone deserve to die? <laughs> it's yeah. just Jacob. It's just Jacob being a dickhead. Yeah. He, yeah, I don't really like him. Yeah, and, like, he clearly orchestrated the tension between Echo and Locke because he Mm -hmm. gave both of them things that would force them to battle it out in terms of, like, who who has the more, like, pure faith. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if that was Jacob's aim the entire time... And what the hell was the point of killing everyone? I don't. Yeah. yeah, Jacob just like he he like he's like Jack. Like he he just thinks that he knows the right answer to everything, and that like he knows he's not he doesn't know everything, and he's not always right. Like you know what I mean? Exactly. Like he has no outside perspective, and that's why it's so beautiful in the end that the role that he had is passed on to someone who is more pure of heart mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. who doesn't have the an idea to manipulate someone, but his right-hand man knows exactly how, like, yeah. like how he, Jacob thought before. Like, it never so should have like, been the role of one person. Like, it should, exactly. it should have been a group. It yeah. should have always been, like, a yin and yang sort of thing. So, like, Hurley and Ben taking over, like, that sort of... Not quite. And Walt. Yeah, yeah and Walt. Like, them working as a team and having balanced perspectives and like atoning for things and realizing that they can't interfere in other people's lives the way their lives were interfered in like breaks the cycle because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like jacob's been doing that you mean think about richard he's been doing it for hundreds of years yeah and i think i think mother knew that too um 
Allison Janney. Yeah, yeah. I think she knew that it was supposed to be more than one person. And when there was yeah. twins, it was supposed to be Jacob and MIB. Yeah. And then when MIB died and became the smoke monster, then it just had to be Jacob again. And then and, yeah. and then the cycle began yeah. again. Yeah. And I mean, what do you do when you're on your own like that? Like yeah. you become that person. Well, I also like how much of the person that MIB is and becomes is because of Jacob and because of Mother and the way that Mother treats Jacob. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. he just, yep. Jacob treats Men in Black as not a great person. Like he doesn't have good motives. But like, how much of that is because of the way that he was brought up and the way that you've treated him? Yeah, yeah. how much of it is nature and how much of it is nurture? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's why, like, you can't just say, like, people are all bad and all good, like Jacob does. He makes these judgment calls. But, like, how much of that is, like, what what the, the situation that they're in? You know what I mean? People who have been given different opportunities. Like, we see that in the Flash Sideways. Like, people who are in a different world, like, they become different people, even though they're still themselves. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look yeah. at Ben in the Flash Sideways. So, the, totally. That's, like, the most succinct example. Is like and Sawyer, like yeah. Sawyer has to work on the island to become a better person. But if Sawyer was put in the right circumstances, if Ben was put in the right circumstances, they would thrive as people. Yeah, they right. would all they would have chosen the right path. Right, because like Ben in his soul, like is not solely driven by power, but he needs a purpose. Yeah, and he had a purpose. Yeah, yeah. like he had relationships that were healthy. Sawyer, like. Loves loves a puzzle, loves a mystery, but he's on the other side of it. Yeah. Right. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Mr. Echo, like, I'm also mad about him dying. Like, I think of all the series, no. I'm, yeah. that one broke my heart maybe the most. Because he had so much potential. Like, I knew Charlie was going to die. I cried a lot. But, like, that's another, like, case of, like, he was, I don't know if he was a good, good man. But, like, I don't think he was necessarily a bad man. I think he was also another victim of his circumstances. Not that that absolves him of responsibility, but, like, in another life, brother, you know, he might have been a different guy. Yeah. And it's just, like, he he also oh. feels guilty for the things that he's done. And I think that that's not for nothing, you know? Um, If it makes you feel any better, I don't know if it will, but maybe about Mr. Echo, is that... um. They had like season six plans for Mr. Echo. They weren't gonna keep him for a very long yeah, time, he was but be around. unfortunately, out of Wally's, he wasn't gonna die. Well, out of Wally's parent, both of his so, parents passed away, and so he asked to be written yeah. off the show. I think if they, if he could yeah. have come back at all in season six, it would have helped a lot. I do understand. I've read people's explanations for why a lot of people aren't in the church, like. That yeah. it's because, like, they would have had their own church, you know what I mean? Because, like, they're, the people that yes, are connected yes. to weren't the, our main characters. So that's fine. But but he's mm-hmm. another one that I think didn't necessarily get a fair shake. And because they're both black men of color, like, not great. Exactly. Yeah. The, yeah. the show did not treat any of its black characters properly. Yeah. Not great, yeah. Hello. 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 <laughs> I missed you guys. <laughs> Thanks for coming back. It was my pleasure. I just sat in the chair the whole time. Oh, <laughs> oh good. Just I hope you couldn't hear us. Check it out, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I was just scrumped through Twitter. It was fine. I was sitting on my headphones. Oh, okay, perfect. Um, once again, thank you guys so much for joining us this episode. We loved having you. Yeah, this was so fun. <laughs> thank you. This was such a ball, except for the part where I had to go away. <laughs> I couldn't be in with the cool crowd. <laughs> we'll just watch the rest of the show immediately. Yeah, start season four so we can talk about the constant. Yeah. Oh, so I good. Know. I will say season oh. five is my favorite of all the seasons. So I love season five. I'm so excited for you to get there because I asked Casey, I was like, do you like sci-fi? And she was like, yes. And I was like, season five will be your jam. Season five is the tea. Yeah. It's, it's so good. But we, you guys both have episodes scheduled in season three, so we should, I'm very excited to have both of you back. 
Wait, guess why I chose my episode? <laughs> what episode are you doing, Casey? Or do you not want to spoil? Um. Oh uh, wait, Robin, I forget what episode. I, I think <laughs> you're doing. I think you're doing one of. It's either one of them or one of us. There's two. There's one named one of the. It's one of them. No, one that's of them. the one Scott's doing. No, sorry, it's one of us. Is it the Juliet no. one? No, it's not. It's oh, it's because oh, I'm yeah. in season two. I'm in season two. Sorry, you are doing. Yeah, you're doing one of us. <laughs> one of them is a Saeed episode. One of us is a Juliet episode. I We're almost picked that one, so I can't wait to listen to it. But more importantly, it's a really good skate episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a great Juliet episode. My brand is so strong. <laughs> um, do you guys want to remind us one more time where we can find you on the internet? Yes, Twitter and Instagram. K-T-H-R-O. Yeah, you can find me on, like, the Twitters and the Facebooks and the Instagrams and everything, you know, Casey Wall. But most importantly, yeah. connect with me on LinkedIn, please. Yeah. Social media is, like, 99% of my social life, so please be my friend. Yeah. Same. Uh, same. <laughs> um, you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. And if you're looking for all things aficionados, that's at the aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Robert, Instagram, Instagram Redbubble, YouTube. And YouTube. We haven't done a lot on our YouTube, but we will. I just tagged you guys in an Instagram story. Dope. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we also have a Patreon. We talked a little bit about our, about our Patreon before, but if you have, uh, if you don't feel like buying a coffee maybe one day a month, um, we would love your help. Uh, we now have four feeds and we have to pay for um, uh, SoundCloud Pro on all four of them. Uh, and that's really expensive. So please help. Thanks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> pay for your entertainment. <laughs> okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. It's never been easy. This is the spoiler section for episode 213, The Long Con, featuring Joanna. Spoilers, spoilers, gonna talk spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, gonna talk spoilers. Hello, welcome to the spoiler section. Finally. Spoilers section. All right. We are footloose and fancy free now. Uh, Bernard is a dentist. And that yeah, why does that matter? Well, first of all, like, he's literally a very important dentist in the, in the flash sideways. Um, but also... A VID, very important dentist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in um, Something Nice Back Home in season four, uh, Bernard is... Yeah, whatever. There's some nice crime happening. going on. Just rolling with the it. The crime is like, hey... No spoilers. Um, but in season four, Jack needs to get his freaking appendix out or whatever. And Bernard is the o- one of the only people who can be in there with Juliet trying to take it out. Oh. Um, yeah. So Bernard being a dentist is something to remember. And uh, Bernard is so freaking cool because, like, he can freaking shoot a gun at the end of season three. And also, like, he knows Morse code. Yeah. Bernard Why does cool. he know Morse code? Bernard is cool. Bernard is cool. Yeah. He's my hero, kind of. Yeah. Like, Loki. Yeah, high key. So, first of all, Hurley says, or any time. Obviously, time travel happens, which is crazy. <laughs> but um, there's a whole thing. Okay, so Moonlight Serenade. So these are the songs that they play that were played on the radio. Um, they hear the song on the radio station. He uh, Miller, who is the person who does the thing because it's it's his orchestra. Besides a musician, was also a U.S. Army major. On December fifteenth, nineteen forty-four, Miller and two other officers traveled from London to Paris, and their plane simply disappeared. Oh, that's why they picked those people. Okay, that's why they picked. I mean, that's why they pick Kate to love. Uh, right, 
Pat Pat's yeah. behind so much because she also was in a plane crash. So the WXR broadcast in the recap episode Lost A Journey in Time. Producers Damon Lindelof and Carlton Hughes revealed that the radio broadcast was indeed from the 1940s and a product of time <gasps> They were listening to the past? Yeah. They legit were. That- oh my god, that's awesome. What? That's so cool! I know. What? The station was playing 1940s era big band jazz music, specifically Moonlight Serenade, a song that was heard again in A Tale of Two Cities, which is um, episode 301. Um, bro, my mind was just blown, bro. In 1944, a plane carrying Glenn Miller and two other army officers mysteriously disappeared over the English Channel. The aircraft has never been found, nor have any bodies. WXR appears to be... I mean, this is why I'm thanking Lostpedia at the end of every pod, because I get half this stuff from Lostpedia. WXR appears to be a public service station operated by the U.S. Army. Under international protocols, the prefix W is assigned to the United States, and the combinations from WUA to WVZ and WXA to WZZ are reserved for the stations of the Army of the United States. Interestingly, WXR was the call sign used by the U.S. Army based in Kodiak, Alaska in 1945. So if you thought to Google it then, you would even find out, oh, okay, yeah, time travel might be involved at some point on this show. Uh, When signals of the type picked up by the radio impinge upon the ionosphere, which is what Saeed said, they are largely reflected back toward the Earth. With one or more reflections between the Earth and the ionosphere, a shortwave radio signal can be received at long distances from the transmitter. Furthermore, reception may be particularly good at night for certain shortwave frequencies because of the reflective properties of the ionosphere tend to be greater without the interference of the sun. Me trying to figure all of this out but realizing I'm not smart enough to understand science? Yeah. More likely than you think. So... There's other there's other thing called Find 815. It was like another thing that they would do like in that. between the seasons. Yep, I remember where, that. Where it'd be like this um this like online thing and and it's not really um considered like actual main canon, but it is like really cool stuff. Um so in the Find 815 um role playing game basically, the main character Sam is on a salvage boat in the Indian Ocean. He's listening to an analog radio and hears a broadcast from 1937 reporting the disappearance of Amelia Earhart. However, this radio station is not explicitly identified as WXR. That's so cool. It's so though. cool. I love that crap. I'm kind of nuts about that. Yeah. So that's um that storyline. I remember not even being in the Lost fandom, mm-hmm. but being interested because that was like back when they were first starting to tie pop culture in with the internet yeah and i went to find 815 and i didn't understand any of it but i just thought it was so interesting that you could click through and see different things from the show yeah and like find little clues and stuff yeah that's neat cool um so on the rest of the island storyline um Locke says that maybe the heroin can be used therapeutically at some point they do use the heroin for libby when she gets shot by michael oh that's right um Locke says just in case i fall off a cliff and um, Locke, as the man in black, in the very, in the finale finale, the end, the man in black falls cliff. off a cliff. Yeah. Yeah. A couple people fall off a cliff. Yeah. Does it, so. um, does Desmond push someone off a cliff? Uh. Yeah. He does? I think they fight. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't think he's pushed. Like, it's his, like, his head, but I don't think, like. It's off a cliff. Yeah. It's the guy he was sharing the bunker with. Yeah. Oh, Kelvin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I think he, like, pushes him and he cracks his head on a rock. Yeah, okay, okay. Is what happens. Yeah. Sawyer, when they're in the hatch and they're saying, like, oh, no, the guns are gone, Sawyer says, call the cops. And I just wanted to say that um, Sawyer, Sawyer is a cop. Yes, yeah, Sawyer. In the, in the 
slash sideways thing. Sorry, because he was like, call the cops. And I'm like, you are the cops. You are the cops. But that's when you're likable and you have a nice girlfriend. Yeah. And the flash sideways? Well, I can- Oh, you mean I, like security? Security like in- No, I still consider that Sawyer to be like the- Like, I consider Juliet Sawyer, like that sort of version of Sawyer to be cop Sawyer as well, because like he still kind of became what he could have been. Right. But you he know, didn't like know who's Juliet. not a con man, basically. Right. Yeah. But he didn't know Juliet in the flash sideways. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. But trust and believe when they saw each other in the finale, eyeballed. Okay, great. <laughs> Locke talked about um, Michael and where Michael is. Um, and we see all of that in later this season in an episode called Three Minutes, in which we see like basically everything that Michael has done. It's interesting because we get a, an episode like that in season four as well for Meet Kevin Johnson. We just get like just, just everything that Michael has been up to, you know? It's a shame that Michael isn't involved more. Yeah. Because his plotline was he and Walt at one point were very interesting. Yeah. And the show just kind of let that fall away and decided to do weird stuff with Charlie instead. Right. So can we name a good thing Sawyer has done? The thing that I came up with was that um, he gave all of his money to Clementine, his daughter. Oh, right. Duh. Um, when, when he was out of jail and they were going to give him money because he like helped the police or whatever. And he was like, yeah, just give it all to Clementine. Okay. So that's the thing that I could think of. The thing point. I thought of was just Clementine, just... It made, like, it's yeah. her. And, like, it's mm-hmm. just her. It yeah. just, like, screamed. I remember, like, watching the episode. And, like, not when I rewatched, rewatch it now, like, it said that. And just mm-hmm. my brain screamed, like, Clementine. And that was my reaction. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, in the um, flashbacks, Kate and Cassidy... They become friends. Oh yeah. They become friends. So 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 Cassidy's out here doing the exact same necklace con that Sawyer showed her, but it's hard to do by yourself because there's nobody to basically buy your necklaces and show that you're credible. Yeah. You so know? why even try it? Yeah, I know, right? So that's why when Kate comes up and like buys the necklaces so that she doesn't get taken to the police, they become buddies and Cassidy helps Kate go talk to her mom and it's great and then when she comes back as the Oceanic Six Aaron and Clementine are friends and Kate and Cassidy like hang out and are buds that's what we deserved so true yep I love the relationship between Kate and Cassidy more than I love the relationship between Cassidy and Sawyer and that's the truth Kate and Cassidy are like my Kate uh, Kate ship yeah I get that pretty pretty high on my like lost ships it's like kate and cassidy like third place i think i love that i kind of love that so yeah so going back to talking about clementine cassidy is like already pregnant with clementine when sawyer's like hey i'm conning you oh and then she leaves and then oh man that sucks and she's like her whole world falls apart and then responsibility Mm -hmm. just like gets landed on her and And then when he goes to jail she I mean, I would just wonder, like, how she... I wonder if it's said in Every Man for Himself in season three, whether or not she knew that Sawyer... Like, how how she found out that Sawyer was in jail. Because she went there and then she told him about Cassidy. Or, sorry, Clementine. I don't know. Maybe she would have tried looking him up to see if, like... Anything had happened? Yeah, like, maybe it was just time to either find him or have him meet Clementine and she was like oh okay he's exactly where I expected him to be I mean I just get the feeling that she didn't know his real name oh yeah so I'm just not sure how she figured it out I don't know maybe she saw him being arrested on the news maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> like you never know yeah 
that's all I had. Do you guys have any last spoiler like, thoughts? My thoughts still on like um, Sawyer and Cassidy. Yeah. Like when Gordy says that like uh, that Cassidy is like going to hate him, and that's like how we meet her in like the episode with Kate. It's like how much she hates Sawyer. Right. The bond these two women don't know is at some point yeah. in their lives they have hated Sawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like that's that's the thing that um like Jack and Kate break up over when they're when they're back at home. Like Jack and Kate are like together, they're like engaged, and then Kate starts doing shady things, and Jack's like, "What's the problem here?" And she's like, "I'm doing it for Sawyer." And Jack never even stops to ask what it is that he she's doing for Sawyer. But what she's doing is that she's trying to help take care of Clementine. Yep. Like Sawyer in that helicopter before he jumped out, literally was like, "I have a daughter. Her name is Clementine. Please take care of her." Kisses Kate, jumps out. You know. <sighs> that's another good thing he did. He jumped out of the friggin' helicopter. Yeah, that's after he says that he never did anything good. Yeah, I know, but like, yeah, he just I'm I'm just adding to his karmic score. He just he loves his daughter. Like that's one of the main things that we that one of the best things about Sawyer is that we know that he loves his daughter over and over again. We get evidence of that. Yeah, yeah. and like yeah. I have like so many questions about like Kate Sawyer and Cassidy like post final episode. Yeah, like and like watching this. This episode, and like you know, you follow me from the hundred. You know, I ship quite a few OT trees. Yeah, OT- yep. yeah. So like watching this episode again was like me trying to figure out like post uh, final episode like Kate Cassidy and Sawyer as like an OT tree. Right, oh, because they that both, would be awesome. Because both Kate and Sawyer survive and get off the island. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I mean, I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm down. I mean, Kate, Kate was such good friends with Cassidy. It's like, it's like, why not? It's so interesting because that's what, that's what the best thing about OT3s is, is that it's like Kate and Sawyer have had a connection. Kate and Cassidy have had a connection. Cassidy and Sawyer have had a connection. You just got to like push them together and then it's, everything's fine. You just got to find a way to make those like links, like link up. I'm out of smart thoughts. Okay. I'm, I'm, I've hit my capacity. I just feel like when Kate and Sawyer finally get together and they see Cassidy, Cassidy's gonna be like, "Oh my God, Kate!" and then it's gonna be like, "Sawyer, it's weird that you're here." <laughs> like, yeah, why are you? Why yeah. are you even here, dude? Yeah, he's like, yeah. "Wow, I have got news for you." Yeah, and it's like it would like be so interesting, like to see Kate trying to mend the relationship like between Sawyer and Cassidy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I believe that Cassidy does say that she like still loves Sawyer. You know. And Kate's like, same, sucks, right? <laughs> and um, Kate's like, wow, we have so much in common. Yeah, so, yeah, I agree. That'd be cool. Um, I do have a question, and it's because I don't remember. Did Cassidy ever find out that Sawyer was lost on an island? Yes, because Kate told her everything. Okay, Yeah. so Kate went, so like before that, though, she just assumed Sawyer was still in jail? No, I think that she knew he got out, especially because, and I don't know if she knew where the money came from, but she knows that Clementine, like, got a bank account in her name that had a lot of money in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I assume that Cassidy, I mean, if she really cared that much, if she says that she still loves Sawyer, she was probably keeping tabs on him. She probably learned that he was, I mean, eventually she learned what his real name was, because it would be in in jail they would say what his name is yeah then she would probably have i mean if they gave out the plane manifest she would know that his plane went down right okay i think she knew i think yeah she yeah. must have known yeah all right so yeah any anything else guys i, I have more spoiler thoughts like let me see what like uh, okay like when there's a scene i think it's i think it's in i was going to call it the bunker again uh, in the hatch <laughs> yeah like when 
Locke says that he was guilt for uh, he was guilty, still guilty for like teaching Michael how to shoot. Yes. To shoot. Yes. And then like how that pays off, like at the end, like in the end of the season, like with Michael being the one to shoot Libby. Yeah. And, yes. Yeah. And Anuncia. Mm-hmm. I was thinking and, that like, too. I was like, oh crap! Now you're really gonna regret that. Huh? Yeah. 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 And then like have a question like do because like Sawyer when Jay, when Jack comes in like uh, into the hatch. He asks, like, Sawyer where Locke is, and yeah. Sawyer answers, uh, he went to the store to get a pack of smokes. Yeah. Do, do we know, like, how did, like, Sawyer's dad left? Oh. Uh, oh. Because, yeah. like, it's such a, like, a classic line for, like, uh, this type of stuff. Yeah. It's a cl- yeah, it's a classic line for when a dad bounces, which is, right. he went to the store for a pack of smokes. Yeah. You know what? I don't think we do know. But that really reminds me of St- Hurley's dad. Oh, yeah! Didn't Hurley's dad, like, leave for, like, a real quick second oh, and yeah. just never come back? Yes! Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's I'm sad, but also intrigued. Right. I didn't even think about that being, like, a, he's never coming back. I thought of it more of it as a, he'll be right back, you know? Yeah, that's no, it's always that. That's interesting. That's, like, the joke is always. Right. Just, like, you could say, my dad went to the store for a pack of smokes and never came back. Uh-huh. Interesting. I like that. Okay. Next thought. Okay. Next thought. Like, when we see, like, Locke opening the books. Yeah. The only thing, like, I could think was, like, the scene where, like, Desmond opens the book and, like, Penny's letter. <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, wholesome. Our mutual friend. I love when we get to talk about Desmond and Penny. I'm so starved <laughs> for Desmond content this season. Yeah. Oh, I'm happy. The other one was like now, like now you've explained it, but like the script when we saw like early reading the script, I really thought like the script was Nikki's. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think oh, yeah, I think that's a yeah. separate thing. Yeah, that would have made sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we get that later, right? Or is that huh? Because I remember Sawyer reading something and then having it like thrown in the fire because Jack was mad or something, and I can't remember if it was an episode of Expose or if it was <laughs> Bad Twin. You know. Jack's such a jackass. Yeah. It's like, I'm mad at you, Sawyer. I'm burning one of these precious things. I know. And it's so oh, funny man. because you think, like, if he does that, Sawyer could just, like, play it cool and be like, what? I don't even care. But he literally, like, pulls it out of the fire and it's like, ah, that's my thing. I was almost done reading it. Well, like, Sawyer's very much like us. We're, like, need to be constantly entertained. Yeah. Otherwise, like, you're completely, like, in your own head. You don't want to be in your own head. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Jack's so mean. Yeah. I can't get over how funny that is out of context, though. He's like, yeah. he's mad at Sawyer, so he throws it in the fire. Yeah. He, like, literally grabs it from his hands. <laughs> what a jerk. I know, like, you having, like, explained who wrote the script, it would it still, like, be very interesting if the script was Nikki's. Yeah. And she was in the same plane with the person who wrote the script she was reading and, that's... I suppose, auditioning for. Totally. And <gasps> that, that's, so, that's totally cool. something that this show would do. Yeah. Fully. That has big this show energy. Yeah. So many things go back to expose. Sorry. (laughs) Go ahead. No, no. You can say what you're going to say. Oh, I was just laughing that so many things in this show somehow like tie back to expose. (laughs) I love expose. (laughs) Me too. I like, it's just like, I love like getting like the, the stories and like about like minor characters and characters in the background. Yes. Yeah. How the other half lives. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So my other thought is like, this scene, like, with Sun, like, in the garden, isn't, like, the scene where Sun loses a ring? That, is like, there a scene? 
No, like the scene when a son is working on the garden before she gets kidnapped. Yeah. Is this like the same episode where she loses the ring and then it comes up some episodes ahead? No, that hap- that happened already. Ah, uh, that has happened already? Yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry. You'd be like, wait a minute, this seems familiar. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was before Shannon it. died. Like right before oh, okay, Shannon died. Okay. I think that's... Oh, uh, okay, so just one question. Like, does Sawyer ever gets ever gets glasses again? Um, I I don't think he ever gets like. I mean, he, we know that he does get glasses, but that's back um in the seventies when he's been there for three years. Oh right. Okay. Um, then he does have glasses, and they're terrible looking dad glasses. But um, but I don't recall him getting glasses again, like on island, unless mm, yeah, no. source us yeah. I don't think he does. He can't read anything. I think that's all I had for spoilers. All right. Great. Well, Joanna, thank you so much for coming on the pod. We ha- loved having you. Thank you for having me. It was very fun. Oh, good. I'm glad you had a good time. <laughs> me too. Um, and do you want to tell us one more time where we can follow you? Yes. Uh, I'm on Twitter and almost everywhere else as Ridissima. And then on Tumblr as the stag that love the wolf. Perfect. Uh, my Twitter is uh, Robin E. Jeffrey, that's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, pretty much everywhere. And mine is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end, and that's Britannia. <laughs> you can follow at the aficionados. That's that's us, basically everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash the aficionados. If you have a spare dollar, we would really appreciate it. Yeah. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye. This close to the high score on Donkey Kong. This is the spoiler section for episode 214, one of them featuring Scott. Spoilers, spoilers, gonna talk spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, gonna talk spoilers. Hey! Finally. Oh my god. So, Ben? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Before we get into that, though, I have a a very important email from Ray, who sent us an email, or, and a voicemail last episode, Mm -hmm. um, and she sent us something about what we said in the spoiler section last episode. Mm -hmm. So this email is about what we said about Sawyer last episode. We had mentioned that Sawyer said um, that he had never done a good thing in his entire life, and we had said, actually, he has done a good thing. He gave all of his money that he got when he was in jail to Clementine. We thought that was a good thing that he did. And she uh, disagreed a little bit, and she just wanted to make sure that we all know that she's not trying to be disrespectful at all, and she understands that everybody has different uh, perspectives and different opinions on this, but this is just how she felt about it. And um, I think it's really, really important to talk about everybody else's different perspectives because, I mean, that's why we have guests on this one. Yeah. Right? Because we want to make sure that everybody's voice gets heard. So she wanted me to preface it by saying that she's talking specifically about the way it's portrayed in Sawyer's storyline. She's not talking about adoption, parents who are unable to be with their children due to mental, physical, locational, or legal reasons. Okay. She doesn't want anybody to get upset if it's a personal situation for them. Okay. So her email goes thusly. After listening to 213, I just wanted to add another perspective on the dialogue you had about Sawyer and Clementine. I wanted to point out that the that the overused absent parent who actually cares from a distance trope can be quite damaging and hurtful to children who have grown up in a similar situation or without knowing one or even both of their biological parents. The trope is often romanticized in media with the missing parent becoming commended as hero for literally having done the least amount of parent responsibility while the single parent whose life has been devoted to raising a child on their own is simply expected. No amount of money can represent love. Sawyer had the opportunity to physically be there for his child and he chose not to. I personally do not find him leaving 
leaving the money to Clementine commendable in any way. If anything, he should have left the money to Cassidy to help in the cost of raising Clementine. I'm not denying that he had love for Clementine, but that he simply... that. But that simply does not make his actions commendable. Again, in asking Kate to look after Clementine, he could have stayed on the chopper and done so himself. Instead, he left the responsibility and emotional weight of seeking out and looking after a child on another woman. Speaking as a child of a single parent, this means a lot to me, and I cannot stress enough how much this common trope is misused. I don't want to insinuate that my opinion matters more than your own, but possibly when this issue arises on future pods, keep this in the back of your mind. And then she continued to say, like, she's not trying to discredit our conversation that we had at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought it was a really interesting thing to say. And I think I got back to her by saying, when I said that it was a good thing that he did, I meant that it was, like, not the worst thing he could have done, which isn't really something to praise someone for. Yeah, um, with Sawyer, it's very much, and I think we recognize this often, praising the bare minimum. Yes. Um, and I... Yeah. Yeah. I will say I too am the child of a single parent with um, a father who had absolutely no interest in knowing me or raising me. And I came at that conversation from the, from the perspective of if he had bothered to help even financially, it would have made me love him, but it would have made me hate him less. Mm. So that's where I'm coming from when I'm having that discussion is, you know, the bare minimum would have been nice. It wouldn't have fixed anything, and it wouldn't have made him a good person, but... But it would have been something. Yeah, it would have... Exactly. It would have been something. Like, recognizing that I exist as a person would have been kind of cool. But since he hasn't done that for me since I was 12, to me, he's dead. So when I give Sawyer credit for that, I guess I'm coming at it from the perspective of um, maybe just like a little bit too personally, but definitely that I would have liked, dude, you weren't in my life. I could have at least used some freaking money to go to school, Mm -hmm. you jerk. So yeah, that's where I came from. Well, I mean, that's what's important about having so many different perspectives, right? You can come from it from so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And that's what's cool about this show, too, is that it's just like, there's not just one way to view it. Oh, for sure. And I like, I mean, obviously, you even like reading that out and hearing that I was like, okay, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. You know, probably because I was just like way too emotionally involved in it. But I mean, that's a thoughtful comment that should be considered. Mm -hmm. So yeah, thank you to Ray for once again sending in her thoughts. Um, Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, if you guys have thoughts on anything that we say, please uh, email us at affectionatospodcast at gmail.com. I don't have any spoiler thoughts regarding the Sawyer and Hurley storyline, if you guys don't. No. No. Okay, cool. Um, I want to do flashbacks real quick so that we can like get into the meat of the episode. Um, The only real, I think I had a couple things. My main thing was just Kelvin. Kelvin's the one who was with Desmond down in the hatch. And we see a lot of him in the season two finale, which of course, I think that's when we'll kind of talk about him. He's the one that Des kills, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. By accident. By accident. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Definitely by accident. Yeah. Can you imagine Desmond, like, willingly killing someone? Yeah, it's so funny, because if you go on the Lostpedia page for, like, kills, Desmond has, like, the highest number, because he caused the plane crash. Ooh, oh, buddy. Yeah. Oh, poor Des. Um, but that's all I had for the flashbacks as well, so why don't we just start talking about Henry? What, Mr. Ben? I guess we can call him Ben now. Henry! Um, Benry, yeah. That's what we called him on the internet back in the day. Mm-hmm. It was like Henry Henry Gale was a meme. Yeah. And we called him Benry. Nice. Danielle knows he's an other because she saw him when he took her baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but why didn't she do more about that? Yeah. She, that's that's the biggest thing that I wrote down is that she she saw him take her baby. But why why doesn't she say that right off the 
bat. Like, does she forget that that was him? Like, how the hell did she, would she have forgotten that over what in the course of eighteen years that that was him? Like, that's the man that took Alex. Like, exactly. You'd rem- you'd burn that brain into your in burn that face into your brain. Yeah. Oh my God! Yes. Hundred percent. It's interesting. She, because she was kind of crazed at that point as well, because she had just killed her entire like crew, yeah, and friends. That that you know, Alex was like all she had left. It's like I wonder if she even like she knows. I bet he looks familiar to her, but I don't know if she knows like he was the actual one because it has been sixteen years. You think? I don't know. But you would remember that. Yeah. Like I, I will forever remember the mean old bat that sat in front of us on the airplane. Last year when we were flying overseas, that was so rude to me, my wife, my kid, everything. Mm-hmm. I that and and I will always remember that woman's face. The nun that made my life hell in Catholic school burned in my brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the only other way that I can really explain it is just that uh, the lost writers didn't know that it was going to be Ben. At yeah, that point, they had you no know? clue. So right? it's like, what yeah. can you do? All we know is that she knows he's an other, and we can make sense of it by knowing that she saw him before yeah. but we can't really mm-hmm. yeah and i mean it, it, it works mm-hmm. you you can chalk it up to russo's had a traumatic couple decades yeah yeah she's blocked it from her yeah yeah did ben get caught on purpose yes i see and that's what i was thinking about i'm like did he do this just to infiltrate them absolutely and that's what i kind of i think so i think so because he yeah. Goodwin and what's his face Ethan Ethan couldn't get the job done and he knew that when he sent them out there because he purposefully sent Goodwin because he knew that Goodwin would probably die and he wanted to punish Juliet and it doesn't make sense for yeah. Ben to be walking around there all by himself because in that he's outfit. the like he's no. like the leader I mean please would Ben ever be caught in that outfit come on here's the other thing though is that then they're like Michael we need you to go get Ben back what and, yeah like when Michael when they're like Michael runs away, and they're like, please, Michael. And that's the reason why he kills Anna, Lucia, and Libby is because they're like, you, we need, you need to go let Ben go. Like, let Ben yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, the reason why they need him, like, they use it for Michael because the, he has Walt. So they're like, we need two things. We need Ben back, and we also need um, Sawyer, Kate, Hurley, and Jack. Can you do that? Then you can get your son back, right? But I assume that, like, not Ben probably isn't like, yeah, 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 I'll escape. Ben was probably like, yeah, once you get Michael over there, because ultimately you're gonna, because he, because he's gonna be looking for his kid, then just tell him to come and let me go. Or the, or Michael assumed, Michael, or Ben assumed that someone would come bust him out at some point, or right. that he would never, he would be able to get himself out. Right, he would be able yeah. to be like, to manipulate them to trust him. Yeah, because it's like so very can. Ben to underestimate people around him, because he doesn't, he, I feel like as smart as Ben is, he never really takes violence into the equation. Mm. He doesn't expect no. brutality from people. He expects everyone to play mental chess like he does. Yeah. Well, and eventually does that with Locke too. Oh my gosh! Exactly. Right. Like why? Like why do you let him push you around? Like oh, I just I love that. So good. So good. Yeah. Brittany, you want to talk about how he had not enough of a reaction to the hatch for you? I think for me that was a dead giveaway that like he was an other, mm. and it's the same thing that Scott pointed out with the shoes. I think those are both, if it could be that the writers lapsed, or it could be that those were clues we were supposed to pick up on. Yeah. What do you guys think? Well, we know that he has definitely seen the hatch because we've seen him in expose be in the Pearl with Juliet watching them in a hatch. Exactly. So, uh, and of course he would know that it was there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I look at Ben as one of those people that knows that knows what's going on on that island, like, at all times. Uh-huh. Like, not everything, everything, but he knows... There's a hatch. He knows that they're there. He knows that. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
after watching Ben in all of the other seasons, it is so surreal to watch him in this season because um, the whole time, especially in this episode, he is so frantic and you never see him frantic. Like he gets shot by an arrow and I'm like, imagine still acting with an arrow in your shoulder. Mm -hmm. Is this like, we never see him frantic. We never see him freaking out except for like here. Right. So it's like, is this all acting for him or is it like there's an arrow in my shoulder, you know? Like, it's hard to, it's hard to decipher. Hmm. And uh, this actually goes right into the other question you had, which was, did Ben actually pass out? Or was he, was he acting? Didn't? I don't think it. No, go ahead. I would think anytime you get an arrow to the, to the shoulder, you're going to pass out. Yeah. It's just hard to know because, because. It's Ben. Because I have no barometer of seeing him frantic and freaking out about stuff like he is here. So I don't know. Things to do this weekend. Get shot by arrow to find out. Okay, I'll write this down for you. Exactly. <laughs> but like, okay, okay, okay. Remind me. Did Ben not get a little bit frantic when he was trying to convince Jack to operate on him? I Maybe, maybe a little bit. Maybe, but if I remember correctly, it was kind of just like him talking to Jack. Like he, he just has so much confidence in his speaking ability that he doesn't get frantic because he just knows that he's going to be able to convince them to do something. So he really was putting on. Yeah, I think so. But it's like how much of that is acting and how much of it is like, you know, it's like, like we're about to talk about the fact that he knows so much about this balloon. And one of the things about. In the new Riverdale episode that we just recorded, I talked about Sherlock, and for some reason, I guess I'm going to bring Sherlock up again. But like, um, uh, BBC Sherlock, that is. There's a, at one point when somebody starts this really, really terrible rumor about Sherlock that he's like the evil person, right? That that's making up his own uh, his own mysteries so that he can save them and look like a hero. And this is being made up about him. And the reason why people are believing it is because there are pieces of truth in it. And so it's hard for Sherlock to deny it all because there are parts of it that are true. Mm -hmm. So that's why the fact that Ben knows so much about this balloon is because he is, is able to lie so well because he has so many details that are true. Like for example, when they get to that clearing and they do see that the balloon is there and it does have a um, smiley face on it and there is a grave right there. And if they hadn't dug up that grave to find out that that was actually the real Henry Gale, then he would have got, he would have got away with it. He would have got away with it. Right? Yeah. Because there's so much truth to it. He knows so many details. Does he know too many details? Is it too many? That's what I'm kind of, that's what I'm thinking is like, obviously the best lies have an element of truth because it makes them, you know, unclockable. Yeah. But you can overprepare a lie. I think that's true, especially because last episode we just learned Sawyer goes, um, Sawyer says like, it's all in the details. And he says last episode, the details are wrong mm-hmm. and the details are right. Yeah. But there's just so many of them. Yeah. You know, Scott, what do you think? Um, you know, yeah, I really can't believe that he didn't think that they would dig that grave up. Yeah. yeah. That surprises me. Honestly, that he wouldn't have been like, ah, they'll just take this at face value. They'll think, okay, well, the parachute's there, the grave's there. Like, nah, they'll just leave it. They're not that sadistic. They're not going to dig up a grave. But, I don't know, I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised when they buried the guy, they didn't take his ID and stuff on him, too, and really and hide yeah. that. Do you think that speaks to Ben's arrogance? Because he is an arrogant man. Um, yeah. Definitely. He, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. But... Yeah, I love how narrowed down and memorized that story. Totally. Had. Like, because we don't really know how long. Like, was it was it actually only had been four months when the the real Henry Gale had died? 
Like, is that is that timeline right? And I, I don't um, remember, but did we find out, like, how the real Henry Gale died and, like, who buried him? Like, I don't remember. I don't think we ever do. I don't remember. There's, there was never a Henry, actual Henry Gale flashback episode. <laughs> that would have been so cool. Oh, my God. That would have been cool. That would have been metal. Yeah. <laughs> We don't even know. We don't even know who plays him. We don't even what? know who. We don't even know the no. guy's name who who was the picture on the ID. Uh, let me just. I'm gonna read this real quick. Oh, at some point he died of a broken neck and was buried in uh, near the balloon. So he probably uh, um, died on impact. It says Saeed dug up Henry's corpse, and that's something that I was actually just thinking about. Is it's like if it hadn't been Saeed because Ben gives the map to Anna. If it had been just Anna and Charlie going, they wouldn't have dug it up. He probably, I don't know if he counted yeah. on Saeed going. No. You know? No one counts on Saeed. Yeah. In Henry's wallet was a Minnesota driver's license and a $20 bill with a note to his wife written on it. So is oh. she still alive? I'm gonna have to look. Well, do you think she ever actually went with him? You're right. I don't think she's like, oh, it says she's likely to be alive either in the outside world or on the island. Mm-hmm. So either she didn't come with him on the balloon or or she's another. And maybe that's how she, <gasps> head cannon. What? She's another. And she probably knows all about the balloon, and that's how Ben knows about it. <gasps> is she told him all the stuff so that he could prepare? I she's love like, that. She's like, poses my husband. I'm nuts about. That, I made actually. that up. I, I made that. that up. I know you made it up, but I love it. Did we? Do we ever meet a character named Jennifer later on? I don't think we ever do. But that would be just a, like even just a little side thing where Ben's like, Jennifer, we need you to get this or something like Jennifer that. Jennifer Wild. It's just one of those Jennifer- like. It, in just a throwaway scene. I just searched Jennifer on Lostpedia. Jennifer was one of the others who attacked the tail survivors camp for a second time on day 12. <gasps> she tackled Anna Lucia when she tried to stop the others from taking Zach and Emma, but Anna Lucia then struck her with a rock. Hello? There we go. Jennifer's name was mentioned by Ben during a conversation with Anna Lucia in the original script for Two for the Road. However, the scene was deleted in the episode. So we don't know if this is the actual Jennifer or not. But it, Let's but, pretend it is. In our minds, it can be. But yeah. they, they wrote the name Jennifer both times and Ben knew her name both times. Yep. I'm saying that that's Jennifer and Anna Lucia killed her. Done. I mean, this is, this is canon now in my head. Ooh, the balloon was sponsored and or manufactured by Widmore Corporation. Of course it was. And it was sponsored by Mr. Klux. Oh my God. Yes. I love when everything is connected like this. There's a lot of stuff on the Henry Gale Wiki- or uh, Lostpedia page that I think we should discuss um, in the episode where we actually do see the balloon and stuff. Here. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But did Ben count on Saeed um, torturing him? Because he knew because <laughs> no. he knew, knew Saeed was there. I don't think that bad. He knew Saeed was there and he knew that Saeed is a torturer. So like, I, he must have, right? I think he probably thought he could talk his way out of that one too in the next scene he says i was rich and saeed goes was rich and ben like takes a second and is just like guess i'm talking in the past tense was that a slip up yes i love yeah i think so too i love that i think so yeah i was actually nuts about that yeah because that's like one of the telltale signs like of grief yeah is just a complete inability to speak in the past tense about someone mm-hmm. but his wife's been dead what like a couple what four months I guess. And, like, he's been in a weird situation the whole time. Like, uh-uh. Saeed is, like, freaking out about how he would, like, remember and stuff. And um, Ben is like, did you lose someone? As if you don't know about Shannon. No, oh, He knows. It, yeah, that's the scene where you're like, no, you're uh-huh. not legit. If you're asking, it's just how his voice just changes yeah. where it's like, I'm trying to find out info. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. 
because it wasn't a, it wasn't like oh my god did you lose someone mm-hmm. it wasn't the you question know? of someone who understands it's the question of someone who wants to know information yeah exactly and of course this is the first of many punches that ben takes okay so the reason i brought up the i mean i'm sure i've told you this but where i was like michael emerson can take a punch uh-huh. is because henry and cusick did once accidentally punch michael emerson in the face um in season six when he went to i think in the flash sideways he punched uh ben desmond punches ben um he really did give michael emerson a black eye cool i thought that was incredible that just makes me sad because he seems like such a nice person he He so is he is and like the funniest thing was like he made ian feel so bad about yeah (laughs) like (laughs) Locke says that to to danielle they're like all others right Mm -hmm. so Jin danielle's relationship with Jin from like way 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 back when does J- does Danielle ever really see Jin like in season one and season two? Like even when Danielle is with them, like h- hiking up to the radio tower in season three, Jin stays on the beach to shoot the bombs. You know, yeah. it's like I can't remember exactly, but does Danielle ever get to really see Jin? Because wouldn't she also recognize him? Although that's when she like starts to go crazy, right? So like it makes sense that she wouldn't necessarily recognize him, but it was really weird to her, right? She's like this man disappeared into thin air you know yeah but to her she was already losing it right so well i mean that was like right right as they were just showing up i think she's in a constant state of losing it yeah Yeah, true the last thing that i like really had to talk about in the spoiler section here until if we want to go off some more we can but the the hieroglyphs in the uh in the hatch once it goes off the person who designed the entire hatch is named stuart radzinski Sup, my dude? Oh my god. Um, y'all are putting hieroglyphs in here that mean die? He was like, well, I did it for the aesthetic. He's like, um, yeah, I just wanted to confuse people later as if it's ever gonna get down that far. We're gonna keep pressing the button. Can you imagine putting that order in? Be like, hey, can you stick some hieroglyphs in here? And can you make them spill out die? And he's like, I don't know, I can do underworld. (laughs) So. He was a messed up man anyways. He was always so worried that everyone was gonna see the drawings and find out and stuff like that. Good point. That hostile saw the swan! He's like, dude, you need to so, tone down. They gonna go build it? As if Saeed hasn't hung out in the swan before. Sure. Yeah. Um, do you guys have any other thoughts? Mm, not overly. No. I think that was a dope pod. I think so. Cool. Uh, once again, Scott, thank you so much for joining us this episode. Yeah, it was so awesome. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. This was the one I was excited to talk about. So. <laughs> I know you like called dibs on it like super super early. That was awesome. That was that was the very first time I'd ever talked to you guys. So. Oh yeah, you were like, "Can I have this one?" <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, and then he and then you were like, "Why?" And he was like, "Ben," and I was like, "That's my man." Because when uh, oh, yeah. when we had you on in season one, I think we had had like a cancellation or something, and we asked you to come on. Yeah, and this is your fourth yeah. episode with us. He's good at the pod, which is one of the numbers. Yeah, because I did I did two on episode one, including like a like a mid season roundup, and then fire and water. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> And no, this one, but yeah, no, Ben, but I'm one of those people, I like the really, really bad characters. Like, I yep. love Prison Break, and like, Theodore Bagwell is right up there with me with one of the best characters ever on TV, but he's a terrible person, like, terrible. What are your Kimi thoughts? <sighs> I feel like Kimi doesn't actually have a lot of complexity like Ben does. I don't, you know... The man likes his fried eggs. Say that. He makes good eggs. <laughs> he makes good eggs. He 
the character, the, the, the actor plays him really, really well. Like, I like that he's always got, like... He has so much fun. Yeah, that yeah. he's got almost, like, that little bit of, like, like, like he's got, like, dip in his mouth, like, all the time where his mouth's just sticking yeah. out. Yeah. Um, I, that's still one of those things when, like, when they killed Alex on the show, I was like, holy, like, right? I was like, mm-hmm. holy, did they actually do this? Yeah. It's unbelievable. Like, it happens, you know, like, wait, yes. like, that was fake, right? And yeah. It was like, nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were just talking about like, that on the, on the 100 pod. Oh, like, when they kill. Yeah, like, um. um when, when, like, in 602, when she's, like, putting in the the thing, and I was, or the, the code to, like, let them through, and um, yeah. I was thinking that maybe she put in, like, a different code to make it, like, a 14J. That episode is messed up. It was, like, a bad <laughs> steroid rage mixed with an acid trip. Yeah. Um, but we will have you back next season for another Saeed episode. We'll talk about Enter 7-7. Yes! You bet. So that is gonna be super fun. Um, can you yeah. tell us one more time what your Twitter is, please? Uh my Twitter is at Hey Zamboni Guy. Um, you'll find I will tweet random stuff about Disneyland, Lost, and ra- good old wrestling. So. Yeah, <laughs> and you can find it in the description if you don't know how to spell Zamboni. <laughs> but if you're a yeah, good Canadian, you, you do. Yeah. yeah, if you don't know how to spell Zamboni, then. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R O B Y N E J E F F R E Y. Pretty much everywhere. Like, pick something and search Robin E. Jeffrey. I'm probably there. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I wish that was this true for me. Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B R I T T A N I A with an underscore at the end. Yeah, hers are just like different variations on Britney. No, everywhere. they're all they're all Britannia now. Oh, it's just that some. Uh, people squatted on those names years ago and never used the account, so now I'm stuck with variations of them. Yeah. Uh, you can follow at the Aficionados all over the place, mostly Twitter, side of Tumblr. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash the Aficionados. If you have a spare dollar, we would really appreciate it. Yeah, it's a pensive. Yeah. Okay, love you, bye! Okay, love you, bye! Love you, bye! Here with a little ranch, they taste just like chicken. Thank you so much for listening. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Thank you so much to the creators and community of Lostpedia. Truly, without them, we would be lost. Stay tuned for more spoiler sections coming to you every Friday in June. Season 3 will be posted on the first Friday of every month starting July 3rd, 2020. While you're waiting for Season 3, we've got some other podcasts. If you're a fan of The 100, we'd like to talk about that show too. As we speak, we are currently covering Season 7, the final season, and uh, after that we are going back and doing the first three seasons so we can finally cover those. If you're a fan of Riverdale, which I personally really am, we like to talk about that show too, way too much. We have so much fun over there. Uh, unfortunately, season four was cut short by the pandemic, but we do have a backlog of literally all four seasons. So if you're wanting some sort of garbage television, you know, something that Lost is not, but something that's, God, just so much fun, I could not recommend Riverdale enough. If you're a fan of Stranger Things, we like to talk about that show too. We are taking up all of 2020 talking about season two. Then we are going to be taking up all of 2021 to talk about season three so that hopefully by then we have some season four to talk about. If you're a fan of Star Trek, we like to talk about that too. We covered all of season one of Star Trek Picard and Brittany has some more Star Trek plans for that feed. So check it out if you're interested. 
You can follow at the aficionados all over the place. Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, YouTube, mostly Twitter. I do post gifts of our favorite line awards on Tumblr though. And uh, you can email us at aficionadospodcast at gmail.com. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow Brittany at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end on Twitter. The guests you heard this episode, all of their socials will be in the description. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash theafficionados. If you like what we do here, please consider donating because, oh boy, is this ever expensive. We have five podcasts and we know that money is tight all over the place, especially this year, but we could really, really use your help. We offer early access on literally all of our podcasts for $1 and up. This podcast in particular, I'm usually done editing pretty quickly, so you usually get it a week in advance. Weekly podcasts are usually like a day or a couple days in advance, but still, it it counts. And for our $5 and up patrons, we offer 10% off of shopbelux.com. That's me and Brittany's small business. Brittany makes amazing and beautiful resin art over there, and I do fandom embroidery. Check out those links in the description as well. Once again, you guys, thank you so, so much for your support. You know how much we love you. And I cannot wait for season three. I am so excited, and I know you are too. Okay, love you. Bye.